This podcast is presented by the Bet Parks online casino and sportsbook app. New customers download now and get up to $1,000 in casino bonus back if you're not a winner in your first 24 hours. See BetParks.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 in PA, New Jersey, Maryland, Michigan, or Ohio. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult to Today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation semi annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal too. Schedule a no obligation in home estimate now. Call 866 Nation or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is is the Go Birds Podcast. Podcast presented by Park Sportsbook and Casino, and I, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. You know who can believe it? The man who said it was going to happen. Props when props are due. Elliot, you called it, man. The Eagles actually well, beat the Saints. Well done, I mean, sir. Here's the thing. My initials are not ESP by coincidence, right? Like, oh, I just think when it comes to who who has the best pulse of the team, like I think you know the answer, the proof was in the pudding today. And you know, here's I was trying to and think so about modest it. about it too, which yeah. is you know the real hallmark of a of a right. true a well, true me, a true gentleman, you. as they say. Well, let me ask you this, James. Did anybody have a better first two rounds of the draft than Howie Roseman? <laughs> <laughs> I can't even stop. All right, let's get into it. Let's get into it. Because, look, um, I, I think very clearly the best game they've played all season, considering the opponent. Obviously, I think really the first half, far and away the best team we've seen this season on both sides of the ball. The energy, the play calling, like top to bottom. And the second half, you know, obviously a little a little less good, you know, some, some adjustments made. But ultimately, they did what had to be done. They win the game. They get some key drives. And... Jalen Hurts played good football, man. Like, he didn't make mistakes against a tough defense. And I think the the thing that was, and we'll dive into it, but, you know, quick decisions. You know, got out of the pocket, ran when necessary, gave him a spark. You know, it, lo- it looked like a different team out there. Like, really, uh, across <laughs> the board. I mean, this is the last time I'll, I'll pat myself on the back. But, like, that's that was literally, that's literally why I thought they were going to win, right? And that's what you, that's what you saw early on. I mean, okay, so... I, let's start with the positives from Jalen. I, I thought what, the be, the best positive from him today was he did not look rattled at all. 
Like, not for one second of the game. Did he look rattled in the pocket? Did he look like he forced anything? There were some plays where, you know, he he ran out of the pocket, got to the sideline, kept his eyes down the field, and threw it away if nothing was there, right? So I thought that was extremely impressive from him. Um, and obviously his legs were a huge deal. I mean, his ability, the, the offensive line didn't allow a sack today. I don't think that means they played a, a great game, but I do think having a quarterback back there that was more decisive in how he how he maneuvered the pocket, that was more decisive in getting rid of the ball, and is just a way better athlete. Like, I think when you watch Jalen, and he's one of the better athletes in the league at quarterback, but you watch him and you see what an actual dual threat, like mobile quarterback looks like. Like, it really puts into perspective how little of a threat Wentz is to move with his legs. Like, he can move, but he is not Jalen Hurts. I mean, he's not Daniel Jones, but he is, like, clearly not the threat that Jalen Hurts is. Jalen Hurts finishes today with 106 rushing yards, and there were just so many big plays he made with his legs, right? I thought on the, on the I guess it's not the game-winning drive since they were winning when it started, but a very important drive where they were up 17 to 14 and they desperately needed points. Like they were, the game was slipping away. He starts it with a nine-yard run to just like get the offense going. And I also think him running it so much really helped the Eagles control the clock. They, uh, they won the time of possession today. Barely, but I, but at least early on, they were really dominating. The second half was a disaster. But, I mean, if you're the Eagles, you walk away from this saying, Jalen Hurts is good. And, look, we saw Travis Fulgham light it up for two or three weeks, and now he doesn't even play. But, like, who knows what this means for the future. But I think what you saw today was Jalen Hurts is a good quarterback, and it shows a lot about Doug. I mean, the Eagles had, in my opinion, their best game on offense of the season playing a defense that – is really good. And I don't think the Saints defense is as good. Like I don't think I don't think they're as good as they're made out to be, but they're they're probably the best defense Eagles have faced all year. Um and you know, they should have had 27 points if Jake Elliott, who's remains a disaster, doesn't miss that 22-yard field goal and they had the second most yards they've had against a team all year. So yeah, I mean, look, it, you took out Wentz, you put in an, a, a quarterback that was both a playmaker and at least played average. I mean, I, I mean his quarterback rating ends up at 83.6, but you can see that when Doug has an average quarterback, when he gets adequate quarterback play, he can win. He can scheme guys open, and that's what you saw. Yeah, look, I think first and foremost, Doug was way more creative, as we expected. I don't know what it is. It is just factual that when there is a backup quarterback in, Doug opens up the playbook. He's way more creative. There was motion being used. There were pitches. There was all kinds of read option stuff. And yes, of course there should be because that's what Jalen Hurts, what makes sense with his skill set, but that's also something that he was not doing with Carson Wentz. Well, because you can't do it with Carson. Uh, dude, come on, man. He could have tried it. Like, he never even tried that stuff. But regardless, forget it. Forget it. I thought Doug was way more creative today. I thought Doug had a really nice day. It was his best day from a play-calling perspective all season long. Again, a lot of the creative stuff that I've been calling for all season long, he was doing today with Hurts out there, and certainly they could execute it better but uh let, let's stick with Hertz for now I, I thought I think the biggest thing you point out I, I totally agree I think that Hertz looked completely um calm and in control from the jump he didn't look like a, a rookie making his first start in the NFL he didn't look like someone who the moment was too big for a hundred percent there I think the legs were absolutely a, a massive weapon for him. And and again, I think it's not just the legs, it's the combo of the legs and the and the decisiveness, the decision making, the the three steps, look around, nothing there, boom, taken off. Like he wasn't, you know, uh, you know, messing around. He was like, all right, I'm 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 gonna be quick. I'm gonna make decisions and and I'm quick and I'm you know literally quick and it worked right. out. So um I, I, I thought he played great. I, I 
again, I, I agree with the idea of I'm not going too far. Uh, this is one start against a team that doesn't have a lot of NFL tape on him and all that type of stuff, but I, I think you have to come away being impressed. Uh, he played, again, with what I think is a, a, a bad roster around him, and you know, against a, like you said, probably the best defense they faced all year. I think the best defense they faced all year. Yeah, and, you know they're and, the best defense in the league. Yeah, I mean, I, like, st- I so still think impressive. they are. Yeah. I still think they're one of the the two or three best defenses in football. And I do think they look slower than normal. I think the the third road game in a row definitely wasn't quite as quick a Saints defense as I'm used to seeing. Well, and but, Taysom Hill is really bad. Yeah, and Taysom Hill was horrible. And also, clearly, someone who is not meant to play from behind. I think that is pretty yep. clear too. The Eagles getting up early really helped. But well, it, again, helped Jalen. Like, it helped Jalen, too. Sorry, and again, go look, Hurt, I mean, Hurts did everything you could ask from me. Didn't turn the ball over until the end, which was obviously a, a scary turnover, but late enough in the game with a big enough lead that it didn't end up coming back to haunt them. But, you know, he made smart decisions. He made quick decisions. And, again, he gave him a spark. He got everyone kind of going a little bit. It got people believing in the offense, believing that they could do things. I, I just thought all around I, – I, that, that was what I noticed, and you did say it going in, but – I think it wasn't just that Hertz was was that much better than Wentz. He certainly played better than Wentz, but it really felt like he brought an energy to this team that they didn't have before. The defense was firing yeah. two turnovers. Duke Riley, I mean, the, the game for ages. The the defense was stood like a, a a defensive body bag game. Like everyone went down. I just thought it was a whole team wide kind of, you know, for lack of a better word, spark. Yeah, well, look, before the game, I thought they looked more hyped up for this than they have prior to any game I could remember, right? I mean, and and I don't really think that's like an anti-Wentz thing, but I do think like Jalen Hurts just provided that spark they were looking for. And what's interesting is Doug said a few weeks ago, and yeah, I know he tried to walk it back a little, but he said, well, if I put Hurts in, it signals that the season is over. Well, it ended up signaling the exact opposite, right? Yeah, I mean, this team totally. was excited today. They win They win today. I'll be, I think Washington did win, so I'll be interested they what Eagles' play, playoffs odds are. But, you know, they, they now they go next week to Arizona, who looked good today, but you, you'll see what happens there. But I also think... To your point, just like them not falling behind immediately. And the defense played really well today. And part of that is because they played Taysom Hill, who is not an NFL starting He's horrible. Like, like he's Jalen horrible. Hurts is, I'm actually is embarrassed. Yeah, I was about to say, I'm embarrassed that Jalen Hurts was compared to Taysom Hill yeah, early. Like, like, I don't know if Jalen Hurts is going to be a great NFL quarterback or a good NFL quarterback or an average NFL quarterback. Like, I think all those things are in play. We are we are way too early to, to know. But I, he's better than Taysom Hill right now, today, for sure, forever. Well, just, I can tell you that. Like, Taysom Hill is a better gadget player than Jalen Hurts because Taysom Hill is not a quarterback. That's yeah. why he can do the gadget play stuff. But Jalen, Jalen Hurts is a quarterback. Like, you saw that today. And one thing Jalen is going to have to improve on to end up being like, a, you know, a Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, like, true, true dual threat quarterback is he is going to have to work on, like, just winning from the pocket. But what he does a really nice job of, to, and he did it today, and he did it in training camp as well, but what he really did today was he hits guys in stride. Like, guys were not reaching for the ball. Guys were not leaning down to grab it. They didn't have to spin as soon as they caught it because the ball moved them in a weird way. Like, when guys were open, Jalen Hurts hit the hit them. Like, just flat out hit them Other in stride. Other than that throw, there were a couple misses. Like, the one to Rager, which I think Rager probably should have laid out for. But that was a miss. That was a miss. There were a couple, but I agree with you. I think comparatively to Wentz, the way Wentz has looked, certainly, you know, the last two months, whatever, he was definitely more accurate today than Wentz has been. There's no question. Yeah. And um, 
I mean, I also think, and I don't want to turn this into like a Wentz versus Hurts thing, but honestly, the Eagles turned it into a, into that themselves, right? I mean, he's the only thing that was removed today, and Hurts was the one that was inserted. But I do think like Hurts' accuracy helped this offense. I think his mobility clearly helped the offense, uh, and I think it really helped Miles Sanders. Like, I don't think it's a coincidence that. Um, I guess it was right before the end of the half. Uh, Jalen Hurts had, I think it was a 15-yard run where he kept it on a read option, which they, they what was interesting is early on, it, it appeared the Saints were not really worried about him keeping it on a read option, and then he did it, and they overreacted because a few plays later, uh, they do the read option again. Um, he, he hands it to Miles Sanders, but you can see the defenders. I forget what number it was. I believe it was number 51, but, uh, one of the defenders freezes to see if Hertz has it. And it gives Miles Sanders like that extra space he needs and he takes off. And, you know, you, you said like, uh, you don't know if Hertz is going to be a good, great average, whatever quarterback. And I agree. You can't tell that off of one, one game, but I do think one takeaway you can have from this that feels like permanent is that Miles Sanders was probably the biggest victim this year of the Eagles having a bad offense. And he he certainly holds blame. Like, he had fumbles and those type of things. And but, the injuries, too. Like, had issues and the injuries, on yeah. the field. Yeah. But, I mean, 115 yards today. Uh, he ends up with 21 yards receiving, but he caught four of the five passes thrown his way, which doesn't sound like a lot. But for him, I mean, that is. Him and Wentz were having serious trouble connecting even on short passes. So I thought he looked really good today. And, you know, he is a bit of a home run hitter in a different style than LaShawn McCoy was. But, you know, he has 115 yards. 82 of them come on, on the one. But 14 attempts. Jalen Hurts. Hurts ends up with more rushing attempts than Miles Sanders did. But I thought he looked really good. And, you know, it just shows the the benefit of having a mobile quarterback. Like, Jalen Hurts being back there helped. And, you know, they, there were more rollouts and stuff, but it's easier to, to do that with Jalen because he's more mobile. It's more of a threat. And um, I forget. I had another point, but I can't remember what it was right well, now. Well, I'll just even, echo. Even I'll echo. Yeah, well, well, yeah, I know. The Alshon of her, I mean, Travis Fogan was like invisible yet again, like wasn't on the field for the entire first drive. I don't know. It's a, we'll get to that. That's a whole separate issue. But, but Sanders, I think it's a, it, look, it was clear that obviously Hertz's actual running was massive for this offense. The ability to convert on, on third and longs, short thirds, like just tough situations. Like you said, the, the nine yards on the first play of a drive like it just it his his ability to to win with his legs and again to, to decide quickly and and seemingly make the right decisions in those situations to to run or not to run um was the 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 difference maker for this offense yeah. like it was the the single dynamic thing that they didn't have before but i also think your point it's, it's absolutely true it made miles sanders better it made miles sanders more of a threat those read option plays and i think sanders is actually a, a good back for that he's quick he's got good vision he hits the whole hard like he makes sense in those types of runs as well i hated hated that fourth and two delayed uh, option they ran at that one point. I thought that was a the only play call the entire game that I no, absolutely what was that? hated. I'm trying to think. The, it was the that fourth and the two. Sneak. No, no, no. It was, remember when they went for it twice on the same drive, the fourth? Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. second one that they didn't get. But whatever. Um, I thought Sanders was great, and he looked he looked dynamic. You know, he looked like he had that true breakaway speed, that elusiveness, that quick twitch type stuff. And uh, I'm with you. It was awesome to see that. And look, I, I think the offensive line, while they weren't flawless, I think Hertz certainly made up for some deficiencies there. And look, as John Clark tweeted out before the game, the first offensive line in the history of the NFL to start 12 different combinations in their first 13 games. So as yeah. we always say every year, continuity, cohesion is the single number one most important thing for any offensive line. 
But um, I think all that combined, I thought they played well, and my Lada continues to really shine. And yeah. I thought on the whole, they they Hurts made him look better, but putting together. Well, he's what, so decisive in the pocket. He's so decisive. Really but I, I thought the yeah. line played well. I was, I, you yeah. Know, in general, I just again, I I think you saw a lot of people step up today. Yeah, and I think it helps when you don't immediately fall behind fourteen to three. You know, like oh, I mean, they end up. Elliot is they, massive. They massive. go up seven. They go up seven nothing, then ten nothing, then seventeen nothing. And look, we could devote an entire pod to Jake Elliott, but like, bro, like, bro. what are you doing? <laughs> you you would have. I actually in that moment, I'm like, oh, Elliot Chirparks makes that kick. Easy. Well, what's funny is so when the Eagles did the media field goal competitions, they did it three years in a row. I won it the first year, no big deal. I'm an excellent athlete. The second year. <laughs> I, I'm defending my title. The first kick was a 20, 22 yard or it was probably 25 yard field goal. And I missed it exactly like he did, where it just like line drive right into the goalpost. And then I won it again the following year, again, because I'm a, I'm capable of accomplishing amazing athletic things. But like the Jake Elliott thing is just like, like, I don't know what they do. I mean, you can't, you can't cut them. You just can't. I mean, you, do you, you almost need to have two kickers on the roster, but like no, his stop. You can't do that. Well, I mean, but I'm saying just like, cut him. You may as well just cut him and have a league minimum kicker at that point. I mean, you know, I guess. I, I mean, maybe you try to save him for next year, but I like, I don't know. He's, he but, looks, I mean, he legit he almost cooked, lost them the game today. Like yeah, if he could believe if he makes that field goal, this doesn't become as close. Well, to the game and like look, that. I, I think that it's clear. It's, it's not even just that it's worse than that in that, it is clearly impacting the way that they're calling games. You know, I think, look, we all know Doug's a little over-aggressive this year with the fourth downs, and he was way aggressive in the first half of this game. But I, I do think part of that is that he doesn't trust Elliott. You know, and obviously the one, I didn't agree with the the fourth and two that they scored the Alshon touchdown on. I didn't like that call. I thought they should have kicked the field goal there. But it ended up working out, and, you know, all's well that ends well. But ultimately, I do think part of that is that, that Doug doesn't know if Elliott's going to hit it. Like, if he had Justin yeah. Tucker out there, I think he kicks more field goals, you know? so Yeah, so that, I agree. That, that is an impact that it clearly has. Um, one thing that hasn't come up yet that we, we should talk about is – Man, that Jalen Hurts touchdown pass to Alshon was was a beauty. Oh, stood I mean, in the pocket. I mean, the yep. throw itself was fine, but like like standing in the pocket took a big. Well, that's what you want to see because because we know that he can run. We know that he is um, dynamic athletically and all that stuff. And we've seen the throws. Like you want to see that toughness too, and it, and it goes hand in hand with the the calm, the poise, the you know veteran feel to someone in his first start but then you add in that he's gonna and and again you know that was the one thing one of the few things this year you could say Carson Wentz was was doing a really good job with was staying there and taking the pounding uh this offensive line is going to cause you to get pounded sometimes so the fact that hurts that was a a great play to see well what's interesting too is you mentioned how poised he was how poised he was today and it certainly showed on that play like I know it's his first start in the NFL and it's hard to compare NFL to college, especially, you know, there's no fans in the stands today. But I mean, he's played in bigger games in this game today, I, I think. So I-, I could see why he wasn't worried. But like, you could also tell how loose he was. Like, pregame, he was dancing with his teammates. When Miles Sanders had that 18 yard touchdown, he's running down the field and dancing in the end zone. Like, you just, you could tell he was never shaken by the moment. And I think that's very important mo- moving forward. But yeah, I mean, look, when you can get Alshon to catch a touchdown, you know you're playing well. Like, um, and what's funny. With- of course. What's funny is Alshon is now, 
like he was better with Foles at least after 2017. Like with Wentz 2.0, he was better with Foles. And then today, I mean, he wasn't great, obviously, but he has yeah, a touchdown. Just that catch. play, yeah, yeah. It's but just, still, it's just why, funny why is he out works. there? What are we doing, man? Why well, he is he playing over? Fo- I know, but why is he playing over Fulgham? It's so silly. It's asinine, and I don't know who to blame. If it's Howie or Doug, if I had to guess, I would guess it's Howie. But it's just—I mean, it's ridiculous. But regardless, you're right. He's well. Do you want to hear something today, else so. ridiculous? Sure. You want to hear something else ridiculous? Yeah, please. So, uh, Doug Peterson's giving his press conference right now. He would not say who the starting quarterback is next week. All right, Doug. I mean, yeah, come on, man. It's like, just stupid. I mean, there was the more. So there were a couple reports before the game. The Adam Schefter report that the Eagles are going to keep Wentz and, you know, they still believe in him and all that, which, of course, like, what else are they going to put out there? You know, like, I mean, you know, right. for, for, for numerous reasons. If it's actually true, of course, they're there, but also if they want to trade him and have any trade value, of course, we're going to say it too. So that was a, a throwaway report to me, at least, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, but I think more, that's but, Eagles yeah. work in the phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, obviously. Uh, but more report did put out a or more Chris Mortensen more report put out a, on Twitter put out a uh, report earlier uh, also saying that that Hertz was going to be the starter for the rest of the season barring you know him playing horrendously or whatever and uh, I just don't think yeah, he's going to start uh, he a star excuse me I don't think he could do anything else it's crazy that's it, asinine let the, let's not even entertain that let's just assume well it's not even fair to win it, it, it's, it's, it's a stop there's a zero percent chance they just beat the a ten and two Saints team yeah they've been horrible for months Are you kidding me they played their best game of the season this is not even a question like we're moving forward we're not entertaining it this is absurdity all right let's get do you have anything more on Hertz before we move on to Doug. Uh, yeah, I wanted, and then I have some when stuff, but my first, the last thing I have on Hertz is just, I wanted to ask you, like you were, I would say, not that I was super big on Hertz, but I would say you were a little more hesitant about Hertz coming into the game. Just curious where you stand on him now, like how much today yeah, changed again, to the, you I, think- I, Like I'm not, I, again, I, I need to see more, but I was, I was impressed. I mean, again, like I said, I think if nothing else, just how calm, cool and collected he was against that defense in that spot. With, again, what I think is a pretty bad offense around him, I, I thought he was great. You know, I, it was, you know, as much as I could have hoped for in the start, I, you know, we've seen too many players at all positions in the NFL have great starts, have great outings, have whatever, and then get figured out or whatever, or things change. But I think if nothing else, he showed he belongs. Like, there's no question. I don't think he's as much of a, as far away as I thought he was from, from yeah. being ready. Um I think he's got a chance, you know, like I, I'm certainly more bullish on him after it. I'm I'm not ready to make bold proclamations, but I don't know how you couldn't be encouraged by it. Do you, do you want to talk about how this impacts Carson or should we save that for its own pod? Um, I, well, Look, I think we'll talk. I think we'll get into more about what happens to Carson down the road more on mm-hmm. another pod where, you know, reacting to the game and stuff. But I, look, I think if nothing else, like. Yeah, I feel uh, more than anything in all honesty. I just I feel bad for Carson. I mean, this is such a another uncomfortable, tough spot yeah. to be in. And whether or not you know whatever happens with Hurts and how they end up, we all know the Eagles did Carson dirty. Like they did not. They did not. And mine is giving him a lot of money. I don't want to be construed. I know that they paid him. Yeah, money, well, I don't think they did they him dirty. But did they... him dirty is the wrong way to say it. But they didn't do everything they could to completely support him and make him feel like he was the guy and. You know, they didn't, they, they failed him, you know, and in, in, for lack of a better phrase. And, um, you know, like, look, it might be the right decision down the road. It's looking like right now, you know, obviously after today, you feel better about Hurts than Wentz generally in a macro sense. Um, 
but I, I do think that they they did not do their best by Carson Wentz either. And I, I you know it sucks. It felt bad for him watching him, and he's trying to be a good teammate and all that. And I appreciate it, but it's just you know it's a tough spot, you know. And I, I I I nothing has changed for me on my Wentz stance on a basic level of what we talked about prior to this game that. I just don't see it turning around for him here. I just think there's too much baggage, yeah. too much, you know, and, and, and especially if Hertz can build on this and is actually good. Like, it's just, you know, it feels over. Yeah. I, I think that like, I don't know what Jalen Hurts will be, but I think he showed enough potential where you could say to yourself, okay, let's try to work with that. Right. Like, like he didn't look like a disaster. And I think he looked not, not only did he not look like a disaster, he looked really good. Like, he had a very good game. So so I think that from the Eagles' perspective, like, I don't know. I mean, I think coming into this game, we both would have said that if anyone's going to get fired, it's going to be Doug. But, I mean, the guy is now 11-2 and two with a backup quarterback. Like, I don't know. I just, I just wonder how this impacts Larry's thinking when he looks at what the offense did today, how Jalen Hurts looked. Maybe he's already made up his mind. Who knows? But I just I, – I truly believe Carson is the problem. And I think – I think firing Doug to try to fix Carson is not the path this Eagles team should go. And that was just kind of like my one big picture thought on this is, you know, at a certain point, you got to not just do everything for Carson. And they have not done everything for him, you know, in the way that they literally drafted his replacement. Like that was <laughs> certainly not a move that I'm sure Carson appreciated. But I don't know, man, firing Doug to try to fix Carson feels like a very risky move. Well, I, I, look, I think I, I think they're separate in my mind. I agree. I don't. I don't think you make a, a decision based on trying to fix Carson. Like I don't think that if you're choosing who the head coach is of your franchise moving forward, I don't think you do that based on Carson Wentz right now. Like I, I don't think you can do that. I think you have to judge Doug on his own and what you believe he can be with other quarterbacks as well, for sure, 100%. Um, and look, I, I think let's get to Doug. Let's talk about Doug because I do think that, and I don't know what it is, but, and look, I, I know, you know, part of its execution, all that, but it is undeniable that when Doug has a different quarterback than Carson Wentz in there, it just, it opens him up. It, it does from well, a creative perspective. Again, like, dude, we're seeing motion. We haven't seen motion all year. Like, he was doing all kinds of stuff that we just not seen from him. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's. and I thought he was great today, and, and it certainly bolsters the idea of wanting him to, to coach with Hurts if that's the direction the franchise goes. Like, I thought they looked good together today. So, you know, like I'm I'm not it's not a slight of Doug in terms of the future or his ability, but it is undeniable. It's it's part of the re and look, I know that you know, there are other reasons for it, but it's also part of the reason he's eleven and two, like you said, with a quarterback other than Wentz. Like the offense it it yes, it works better with a different quarterback for the reasons of the quarterback, but it looks different too, Elliot. It looks like a different offense with different quarterbacks. So I I think like it's going to come across like we disagree on this. I don't think we disagree as much as maybe I think we do, but I, I think that part of it is that Carson has a lot of input on the offense, right? Like Carson gets to help with the game plan. Carson audibles all the time. I remember, I can't remember what game it was. It might've been after the Cleveland game where Doug was asked why Carson's not rolling out more. And he mentioned that, you know, there were plays that were rollouts, but like Carson kind of audible it out of a few of them. Right. So I don't know. I don't know why, you know, I don't I don't I don't think Doug calls a different game per se when when Wentz isn't in there. I just think Wentz likes to run the stuff, likes to run certain stuff and 
I guess Doug runs it. And maybe you could argue like Doug should stop letting him do that and he should just run the plays Doug wants him to run. Because I do still believe Doug is a good offensive mind. Like today showed that. He knows how to call a play. Um, But I also think just like with the way Carson was playing, and I've said this, like no head coach was going to make Carson look good. I mean, Miles Sanders only ran the ball 14 times today. It wasn't like Miles Sanders got 30 runs. Boston Scott, but I think, they also ran a lot with her. Like Hurts had a lot of well, but, runs. But, but, so but a lot of that was Hurts, though. Because uh, you can, yeah, I know, but there were also design runs and stuff too. In general, well, but like you can't do. I know. I'm not. I'm just saying, in like in terms of the running game, like there were it was multifaceted in this Carson. Game. Oh, man. Can you still hear me? Yeah. Okay, sorry. There was a sound in my ear. My, my apologies. But um, I think when you compare... Let's keep that in. Let the people know. Obviously. But, um, come on. I, we, we never yeah, lie to the people. Yeah. I mean, this is our first victory pod and God knows how long. So <laughs> Forever. When, when you it compare, feels like 10 years, yeah, Elliot. When, when you compare what, Car- what Doug did with Nick and Carson... I think that's like a little more applicable because they're a little more similar type players, especially now that Carson is not mobile. I mean, Nick makes quicker decisions, but in terms of, you know, they're more pocket passers. But I think with Jalen, like, yeah, there were differences because Jalen can do a lot of stuff Carson can't do. So, I mean, that just naturally, naturally opens it up. And then, you know, this just it just kind of feels like sometimes Carson just has bad luck once he gets to the sideline. Right. I mean, like the Saints had some blown coverages and part of that is play calling, but like Jalen Reger's more wide open than he's ever been, you know, on that one play and he gets like 40 yards. Right. And there's, there was another example of it where a guy was wide open. And and again, part of that is play calling, but like, I don't, I do not believe that. Like, I think one narrative that'll come out of this game. And I saw it on Twitter from some people is like, if Doug called this game, Carson would have been as good. And I just personally don't believe that. I don't think there's any question. That's not true. Like, yeah, that is, that is false like Carson's been horrible like again you know anyone anyone listens know that I have believed in Carson I still believe he's fixable all that but like let's not kid ourselves like this was not it was definitely more creative and and Doug was doing some more stuff but like it's not the difference between what we saw Jalen Hurts do and the the trash we've seen from Carson Wentz like stop like that is right that is if people are saying that it's asinine stop saying you well, sound and, like an idiot and like and Carson is not Carson is not the player that we've seen this year. I believe I do believe Carson is is better than the player that he's shown this year, right? But I also think that, you know, Carson was playing really poorly. So obviously anything was gonna be better. But I just, you know, I just wonder how much this changes Larry's mind in terms of whether he believes Doug is the problem or now if he's gonna start to believe Carson's the problem. Because yeah. Doug Doug helped Doug helped his stock today. No, you know, I, like, I don't think there's any question. I don't, the and, and, and it's something. Look, and, team, like, yeah, and look, there was still some annoying stuff, like still too many penalties, some undisciplined stuff, and all that. But at the worst times, too. yeah, horrible times, like really rough stuff. But on the whole, like they were, they played with a, a fire and an energy, and they came out strong, and they looked solid on. They looked like an NFL team on offense. Like, how about it? You yeah. know. So I don't think there's any question. And look, you said it. You thought that you've been saying for a while that you thought Doug deserved the opportunity to, to coach with Hurts to kind of get a feel if he's going to fire him. And it he's getting that opportunity, and so far, so good. You know, So I, I do think you're right. It's going to be very interesting to see how this whole situation plays out. There's a lot of layers to it, a lot of factors. And, and if it were up to me, I still have uh, Harry Roseman gone today immediately well, if how possible. Do you, that's, but but I'm, that's I'm still I'm – still, I, I would keep Doug right now. Like, if it were right today, I would keep Doug, but how he gone? That's where I would be at. So, 
the Howie thing, and we're on the same page with Howie. Like, Howie's done a poor job. I The only difference I would say we had on it is I always thought that, like, with Carson playing so poorly, it was hard to judge a lot of things. But, like, I don't – I mean, if we agree that this helped Doug, how do you think it impacts Howie? Uh, look, I don't think it should help Howie. I, I don't I don't know if it matters with Howie. I think with, with Howie it's one of those things where either Jeff's keeping him or he's not. And if I had to guess, I would guess he is. So yeah. I, I don't I don't think it matters that much. I don't think what happens on the field is going to affect Howie in the same way it affects Doug. Um personally. What I think it should, but I don't I don't think it will. Um but but ultimately to your main point, I do think today was a good day for Doug and you know, a good day to and look if they are gonna It was trade, a good day for Howie. Yeah, it pains me to say it, but it well, was. I mean Yeah, I mean process over results and all that. I you know Oh, I agree with you hundred yes, percent. Yeah. I'm just yes. I'm just but, saying, I mean, you know, we have to look at it objectively. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. No, no, Elliot. Now, I can um, say, well, you won't right. actually. I, I will mean, not. You... I shall not. Yeah. Here's what I will do. Uh, a guy who's been very much maligned, another uh, leader of sorts, a coach. Jim Schwartz had a heck of a day. And I'm uh, shame on us. There's a lot to get into for us to wait over 30 minutes to get to the defense stepping up today the way they did losing everyone losing rodney darius slay avante maddox it was just malik jackson Derek Barnett. it was unbelievable it was at a point where like the announcers and and granted they were being you know over the top with it and you know whatever but they're i've never seen this many injuries to a team like they were going nuts like and and clearly haven't sports, watched eagles game <laughs> that's what that was the joke that everyone made on twitter but like with guys okay. like kevon c no i know i'm saying like yes you know exactly uh, right. Kavon Seymour, uh, some guy I I promise I totally knew before this game. Uh, you know, they're out there making plays with these guys. Shout out to Jim Schwartz. What did you think of how the defense stepped up today and, and kind of the overall showing against, granted, Taysom Hill's horrible, but yeah. on the whole, what we saw from the D today. So Taysom Hill is, is not good. Taysom Hill can really only complete passes when the people are like wide open. Like Taysom Hill is not a quarterback. So I think you and even have then to... he's like they're they're horrible throws where the guys yeah. have to like stop and kind of go back a little bit. His numbers look better than Hertz's today, but I think we all know how much better Hertz was than than uh than Hill today. So I think you take that with a bit of a grain of salt. But I think where the defense deserves credit is I mean, the defensive linemen stepped up. Like Josh Sweat, huge plays. Obviously the strip sack. I mean we haven't talked about our like emotional roller coaster of the game yet, but I was convinced they were losing that game. Like when it was 17 14, it really, really felt like the Saints were going to win that game. Which is very and, funny uh, because I, in the moment, thought they were going to hang on. And I don't know why. Somehow it flipped where the, for both of us, the well, person you know thought why, they were going right? to lose going in. <laughs> Cause because you were more worried about it being like, oh no. Yeah. I was, I I was, was wrong. More, after I was all. more worried about being right, as were you. And we were both worried about the opposite of that yeah, happening. Like, but, uh, but look, I mean, Josh Sweat, when he had that strip sack for the fumble, that was obvious, obviously huge. Um, and then he has a sack on the next drive as well. Javon Hargrave, uh, another big game today. I think he ended up with two sacks. Two sacks, yep. and yeah. That and that last one basically put the game recovery. away, yeah. So big, big game from the defensive line. Fletcher Cox had his, uh, a, a sack today. Uh, playing a good Saints offensive line, too. They didn't take advantage of a bad line. They, they played a good line. So uh, that was obviously extremely encouraging. It's so funny how – the Eagles always seem to end up playing the most random secondary members against the Saints. Like I think it was Joshua. Yeah, that was yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Again, when the they playoffs, got beat forty-eight to seven, they had a bunch of yep. nobody's at like a, a Devontae Bosby being good, but Devontae yeah. Bosby. 
Yeah, like so I keep a, a uh, spreadsheet on my computer and I try to keep track of all the, the guys. And I honestly gave up like a week ago or two because it's just impossible. But they had when that guy came out, I was like, I do not know what this player's first name is, like Seymour or whatever. And, and at first I was like, well, he must be running out on the field by accident. And then I was like, oh, no, like he actually is going to play. And then he gives up the touchdown. Uh, tough spot that he was put in there. I mean, to cover anybody down the field one on one is really tough, especially, you know, literally Daniel anybody Sanders, but, yeah but someone yeah. who's been in the nfl for a while and knows how to play the right. position for sure so but i i thought the defense i mean they had the two touchdowns the two touchdowns that they did give up and then i mean the third one like the game felt so over that it's hard for me to kill them for it but they did almost lose the game i mean and, that, oh yeah but i mean it was a, a fumble deep in territory it was you know like yes they gave that touchdown but like i don't blame them i mean that was a hurts that was hurts' yeah, fault when it was the defense yeah yeah for sure. I mean, look, if Wentz did that, we'd be killing them. Now you grade them on, you'd be great. Now you're grading them on different scales. But like that was obviously a, a huge play. It was they ended bad. Up winning. It was bad. Yeah, it was and bad. It... Man, the onside kick, like, whoo, buddy. What? What? That that could have been one of those we talk about for for years about the stupidity and the disastrousness. But to your but, point, but to look, me, it, like the Saints had it, and then Jalen Hurts like, it did. It Jalen Mills, yeah, yeah. Jalen Mills, yeah, yeah. and Duke Riley was in there too. Duke Riley, a hell of a game. Like Duke Riley. Yes. The interception, like the the uh, reaction time to be able to, like that ball looked like it was flying over his head. And his arms just like shot up and snatched it. It was yeah. awesome. Had that big play, that big tackle. Um, yeah, it looked like look, I stepped up on defense, and I think considering all the injuries and even though Taysom Hill stinks, the offense has found a way to move the ball for the most part with him in there the last few weeks, and and the Eagles for the most part shut him down. So. Um, yeah, I was I was impressed with the defense and what they did, considering the injuries in particular. A um, few more guys on offense I want to talk to you about. Uh, Rager, uh, you know, we talked about the one that he kind of missed. If he had laid out, I think maybe he could have gotten. He's got his hands on it, um, but it was a, it was a tough one. Hurts overthrew him. And then the next play, the long run, and then kind of disappears a little bit, a little hit and miss. But I would say a better game from Rager than most. Yeah, he just does not look special to me. Like that's kind of like just same. even the same even when he got open in space like he was so wide open and then he looked like he eased up at the end of it and I guess he I maybe he got hurt there because he obviously was out of the game for a while but I don't know he just doesn't look like someone to me that's fast enough where his game is going to succeed off of speed like there was another play I forget what quarter it was in it was maybe the first quarter but uh he hurts targets him in the end zone and he's just got no separation and he, and it wasn't a great throw cause he had to lean in and bat it away, which was a good play by him, but he never gets separation from his guys. Like in one-on-one down the sideline, he does not get separation. And I think that's, that's concerning. So, I mean, the play he made, like anybody could have made that play, you know, like Greg Ward probably would have got the same amount of yardage. Yeah, caught it wide open and just no one was near him. Right. And he didn't look fast doing it. So I don't know. It's I'm, I'm today did not uh, make me think like, you know, oh, he got Jalen Reger right. Like that was not my takeaway watching Jalen Reger today. I think Jalen Reger, the, the way he will succeed with the Eagles is through play calling and good quarterback play. I do not think he's not he's not Justin Jefferson. And there it is. He's brought up again. But like he's not Justin Jefferson in the way that he he will be good enough, like almost no matter what. Like he's he's going to be a product of scheme and good quarterback play. Uh, he just doesn't appear to me, at least, to have like an elite level trait that you want from a guy you take in the first round. 
Yeah, I, 100% with you. Like, he doesn't look special out there. And, look, he's been better, and, and he could be an NFL player. I just don't think he's going to be someone who's special. We'll see. Look, we could be He's wrong, not a number one receiver. He doesn't feel like a number one wide receiver. Um, he feels a lot, a lot more like Nelson Aguilar than like Deshaun Jackson, so to speak. Um, yeah, and even then let's hope yeah. he's Nelson Aguilar, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, but, um, uh, and look also just on the flip side, not just with the regular, but with everyone, Dallas Goddard, some nice plays, but in general, like also hurts just one week with the first team starters in terms of practice. Like you assume that the rapport with all those guys will grow. Uh, but what happened to Travis Fulgham, Elliot? How? And it's I know, unreal. like, like I know Alshon's getting snaps over him, and that's crazy in, in and of itself, uh, its own discussion. But just on the face of it, a guy who had a month where he was literally among the best receivers in the NFL in terms of production comes out of nowhere, and now he's, like, it, it, invisible. I mean, like, maybe is he just the worst practice player ever? Like, I, I don't get what could be happening where he could look this, where he could look that good for the few weeks and then just cease to be playing. I mean, I know, and Al, I Alshon Jeffrey did have a touchdown today, so whatever. But, like, he's not he's not even getting on the field. I mean, he had no targets today. Quez Watkins had more targets than he did. What is that? Um, How is that possible? It's I, – I have no idea. Like – I mean, he must be terrible in practice. That's the only thing I can think of. Even it make, then, it that's not no an excuse. It's not an excuse. Like, come on. Like, well, you know what he did in games. Like, give him a chance. Like, you got need guys yeah, to produce. Like, it makes no sense. I, I agree. But I, I do think that, like, so I would put him out there and let him fail instead of deciding in practice that he can't play and then not putting him out there. But, like, look, and I was on the Travis Fulgham hype train when it happened. I mean, maybe it will end up just being a game or two, you know? But, like... It wasn't like Travis Fulgham was expected to be great. Like he did come oh, out of nowhere, but of but it's not, still but... unreal. I mean, he should he should be playing. He should be playing over Alshon. He should be playing. It's flat out. He should be playing. And also, can we can we enough already with Greg Ward on punts? Like enough? It, can that? Yeah, like can, Jalen can Rager be, out there. What are we doing? He took return for a touchdown. Like you're not getting that much out of Rager as it is. Like get every ounce of of value well, you can get out of this guy. I do know they're worried about him fielding it, which is fair. But like, yeah. I mean, Greg sure. Ward is making bad decisions. Is a disaster. There, so. He's a, not only yeah. is he is he a zero in terms of threat to return it at all, but he's not even catching the ball when he needs to. Like he's not well, even making and, the right decisions. Well, that, and that's the benefit you would hope you get out of Greg Ward, right? Is that the smart it, stuff? Him, yes. Yeah, exactly. Like, well, at least you know he'll field it and make the right call. Like that's what the Greg Ward punt returner career is. Like he is not a, a threat. And so when he's not even, if he's not even going to be that, then, you know, I don't know who else you could put back there. Like, honestly, sign somebody and cut, like, Jason Huntley, whoever the running back is. But Yeah, I'm uh, you. Someone who's I mean, just a specialist for that. Like, go get Kenyon Barner, whatever. Yeah, someone like, well, especially this. now that they're back in the playoff race. All right, so let's talk about that. Uh, so, what <laughs> Washington winning, you know, is a tough one. And, look, it's they're not out of it. If they can win one, they still have a game against Washington. You know, weird stuff happens. Um, and they had a spark. And look, they beat a ten and two Saints team today. So you know, I I feel like it's not crazy to think they could beat Arizona, that they could win out theoretically, which is a crazy thing to say. Where are you at with this Eagles team right now, both in terms of as division contenders, and more so just you know what you want to see out of them the next right. three games to finish out the year. Look, I said last week that I thought the Eagles plus 1,400 was a good bet. It, you know, you did. You did. So, I I mean, 
I'm not going to make my official prediction yet, but I think there's a decent chance they go into Arizona and win, right? So I, I think whether we want it or not, like, I do believe that with Jalen Hurts a quarterback, like, this team is not going to lose their next three games. Or at least they'll be extremely competitive if, if they do. Like, I think at Dallas looks a little tougher. I mean, Andy Dalton played well today, but I think that's a winnable game. I think Washington at uh, at home is a winnable game. I mean, Alex Smith got hurt today. I don't know if he – do you know if he ended up going back in or not? Uh, he, I don't think he went back in. I'm not sure, though. Okay. Well, potentially that that's obviously a big deal, right? So, I mean – and maybe I'll do a playoff post for the morning, but, like, they're in it. You know, like they they are in it. So now Washington with six wins is a bit of a blow. You're going to need cooperation, but well, so I, I, what you're going to need is you're going to need the Eagles to 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 win out. Uh, so if they win out, they'll get seven wins, right? They're at four now with three games left. Seven, eight, and one. Yeah, they would need to get to seven, eight, and one, and Washington can win one more because then you're beating Washington. Washington seven and nine. Washington's the rest of their schedule they face Seattle, so that's good. You know, it's a tough In matchup. Seattle. Uh, they're home versus Seattle, home versus Carolina at the Eagles. So they'll be favored against Carolina. They won't against Seattle. So, you know, you need one of those two teams to beat them and you need to win out. And that is like yeah. certainly possible and plausible, right? I mean, that is definitely doable. Um, it's just, you know, I, it's one of those things where it's, you know, it's hard to, again, there's a team that, that, uh, five hours ago, I was saying, please go three twelve and one and get me the the three pick in the draft. And now you're talking about, oh, maybe they can still win the division. So I mean, the only it's a tough one. It's a tough one to to process, as they say. The only way winning is good for them is if they're willing to go to Jalen Hurts. Like, what what they can't do is have Jalen look really good for three weeks and then like trade him or make it a quarterback competition. Like if you're going to go to Jalen Hurts and you're going to see go and and you're going to see him succeed and have your draft stock hurt because of it, then like you got to trade Carson, keep Doug and like try to build off of that, right? And I know that at least I think I know, but I'm pretty sure I've seen like, you know, articles and stuff saying that momentum doesn't always can carry over from one year to the other. So, I don't know, but you can't have the wins be for nothing. Like you can't just you know, go to Carson and say he's the unquestioned starter next year if, if you're going to, like, win three of the four games with Hurts. So I agree, like, what's better for this team still, honestly, it's kind of what I've always said about Carson. Like, I said going to the playoffs was better for the Eagles because it gets Carson to the playoffs. Well, if Carson's no longer your quarterback, then winning is good for Jalen Hurts if he's going to be your guy. Now, we can, you know, be in the moment now and say it's good for them and all that, but it is going to impact them. Like, if they would have lost today, I think they would have been up to number four in the draft. And now I think they're at nine. And if they win next week, it'll keep going, right? So, um, yeah, I, I'm conflicted. It really depends on whether or not they think Jalen Hurts is uh, is their guy. Yeah, and look, it's a big game next weekend. Arizona in a you know in a playoff spot now, fighting for that final playoff spot. At Arizona is tough. Pretty too. good, pretty good space for it. But look, that'll be a fun one. Uh, Hertz versus Murray. You know that that's the uh, you know uh, that should be fun. Both played for yeah. the same guy in college. That should well, be a pretty pretty neat. Fun one. for us. It'll be another like all right. In all seriousness, would you just dress Nate Sudfeld at this point and let Carson just kind of step away? Uh no. I mean, I I get it, but I don't think Carson wants that and I would do, you know, I think that would be an even bigger blow to him. Look, he he did his best out there. He was clapping, he patted Hurts on the head that one time like, you know, if nothing else as as bad as he's been this year and as, you know, whatever you want to question how he's handled things or whatever. 
Um, he's handled this demotion with class, uh, and I yeah, do. Sure. I think you you have to to give him credit for that, and give him the benefit of the doubt that if he feels comfortable going out there being the backup, that that's the best thing for him. And, and for I, you know, what I mean, I I would, in all seriousness, I would put him in on quarterback sneaks. Like Jalen Hurts is well, not. They should have on that fourth and one. Like yeah. certainly more than just sneaking Hurts. Like either call a play with Hurts, or you know, put him in shotgun and let him move around, or or just bring bring Wentz in his sneak. I'm with you, Elliot. Yeah. So he's there. He's an asset. Um, you know, I'm with you. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's just a tough spot for him. You know, like you just, it's just like, it's again, tough. I mean, here it is again. Tough. This is it's just really tough. Here it is happening it's, again. I, it's super, super super fe- I super feel for the guy. Like it is, it is tough. You know, as much as you could feel for someone who's, you know, it's just like 28 million on the way. It also kind of shows, like, as we start to look at Jalen Hurts as potentially this team's starting quarterback, like, so much of it is just going to matter if he stays healthy. Because Carson, Carson was this guy. I mean, Carson won his great first point against the Browns, you know? Like, Carson was this guy that Jalen, he wasn't ever quite as mobile as Jalen. But, you know, he was the the guy that gave the team a spark, right? And got them to 3-0 and as a rookie. Sparked them in 2017. Then he got hurt. And it changed his career. And I think with Jalen, like... You know, we can project all we want and say if he's this player every week, then like they'll be pretty good with him. But, you know, if he gets hurt, like a lot could change. And I think that's the and I wonder if this will start to change around the league. But Like that's the scary part of giving a guy one hundred twenty million dollars. It's like with pitching. Right. I mean, people say, you know, people do it, but it's risky to give a pitcher a ton of money because if they tear their arm, you know, if they injure their arm, like that's it. And I think with Carson in quarterbacks, like you're starting to see that more and more, especially how it's how especially with there seeming to be more good quarterbacks around the league. Yeah. No, I'm with you. And more young, good quarterbacks. You know, Hurts playing well in his first start. Herbert's been good. Tua's been solid. Like, I'm with you. I'm with you. It seems like these guys just keep coming in and playing well. Um, All right. I have a couple final thought-type things, but did you have anything else on the game or on the birds before we go to the final Um, thoughts section? I mean, we got Jake Elliott, Miles Sanders, Jalen, the defense, Doug. Yeah, I went through painful reality that Howie, uh, the painful reality that Howie might be. You know, I think he's coming uh-huh. back. I thought he was coming back yeah. even before today. So, whatever. Oh, I have one hypothetical for you, but I oh, want this to be the part of the podcast. Okay, okay, all right. So. Well, then let me throw so – uh, you want to do the last thing. So let me throw a couple quick just random things at you that have nothing to do with the Eagles. Uh, one, uh, I would like to quickly shout out the producer at Fox who – Always plays Grateful Dead and Fish going into breaks. My man. Yeah, that's your boy. Awesome. Yeah, there happens you go. all the time. Yeah. Love it. Heard it again today. Uh, can we chill with the breaking news graphic telling us you were not, you were at the games, you didn't see us, but Elliot, I'm not kidding for like the entire first half of the game. Every, I want to say like 20 seconds, breaking news. The Chiefs have won the AFC West. I'm not even kidding. I'm not even kidding, Elliot. I'm not even kidding. You couldn't see you were watching. I swear to God, and I'm sure anyone who's watching will tell you. Like every 20 seconds, breaking news, breaking news. The Chiefs have beaten Miami and have won the AFC West. And it's like, fuck you. Well, All right, that was my reaction. Of, fuck you for this breaking news. That was how I felt. The whole definition of breaking news has just become absurd in today's like world. Totally. Right? I mean, totally. also because like, you know, something will happen and I'll be like, wow, that's crazy. And then like seven minutes later, I'll see someone call it breaking news. And I'm like, oh, that's old news, buddy. So like uh, our whole definition totally. of it. Is just you know so but with you. That does so does with sound you. extremely annoying. All right, and last thing, um, I would just like to give out, um, like I don't know what I should call it, maybe a hero award. Let's call it the hero award. I would like to give the hero award to Gus Malzahn. May we all get paid twenty one million dollars 
to go away. Can you imagine getting paid $21 million to not do your job? Gus Malzahn, for you, sir. It is an amazing life. For yes. you, and who sir. else is it? What a it hero. Kevin. What a hero. So that's Kevin where I'm Sumlin at. also got paid to go away yeah. again. 21 so, million, like, though, Elliot. You see those bios all the time. 21 million to go away. That's crazy. Shout out to Gus yeah. Malzahn. Well done. Yeah, I mean, look, I love my job. You couldn't pay me enough not to record pods with you. Oh, my but, God. No, yeah. agree. But if someone gave me $21 million, I'd figure it out. You'd consider it. Yeah, we, we'd, we'd, we'd record on the low. We just wouldn't yes, tell people. it would be the secret, secret podcast. The secret pod. Yeah. yeah, we'd call it something else, but the real ones would know where to yes, find it. Yes. So, We all right, can record my... it on my yacht in the middle of the ocean. How's Boom. that sound? There we go. Exactly, exactly. All right, are you ready for my hypothetical? I and am I want... born. And I want the GoBirds listeners to listen to this. Obviously, if you're at this point, you're a real one. Leave a five-star review and leave me the answer to your to this Ooh, question. Oh, I love this. Yes. Okay. Well done. And we'll go over on the next Please. pod. Yes. All right. So a team calls you up and they go, James, we have a first-round pick. We like both Carson and Jalen Hurts. So here's what I'll do. We'll give you a first. You decide. You decide. You decide who to send us. Who are you sending? Oh, what an amazing. This is. This is maybe your best hypothetical ever. Thank you. Um, okay, so I'm really torn because so it's a unique thing where like if it were if it were on a different team with a different situation in a different place, I think I would say Carson Wentz. But as I've said, like alluded to, like it just feels too far gone. Like it doesn't feel like yep. no matter what happens, it just doesn't feel like Carson's going to work here. It doesn't feel like this baggage is something that he can get past, that anyone can get past. So sadly, I think it's hurts. But if I, I don't think my answer would be the same if we were in Indianapolis and talking about playing with Frank Reich, you know, to use the example that everyone thinks about, but that type of thing. So I think it's Hurts, but I'm torn on it. So, you, so you're saying you would keep Hurts and trade? I think Wentz. I would keep Hurts and trade Wentz okay. in this specific spot. But again, if we were talking about, I would be very happy. Let's put it this way: if I were the Colts and I were like, "Hey, I'm going to give you a first round pick. I want Carson Wentz." I wouldn't say I'll take either one. I'll be like, "Trade me Carson Wentz for a first. You know what I mean? Yeah. And honestly, I think that's what the Eagles should do this offseason. We'll have plenty of time to talk about it, but it's uh, it's you know, it's. I, it's a bad spot to be in, I guess, to have two quarterbacks that people are probably going to want. I don't. I still think Carson will have more trade value than Jalen will, in my opinion. But um, we shall see. And like I said, Go Birds listeners, let us know because it's an interesting question, and it is going to be an amazing week as uh, always. Like uh, the hey, you know the, con like, the content is going to be tremendous. Look, put it here's that. the thing: even as someone who has you know wants the top pick and and wants him to lose in a holistic sense and all that, like. It was awesome to get a win. And fuck the Saints, okay? Fuck the Saints so hard. I, I think we can all agree on that. The, the worst fans, the whiny babies. They're not going to win they're sure the they're going to throw a parade about how they actually won this game because that onside kick was a, you know, whatever. Like, like screw the Saints. Screw that team. Screw Alvin Kamara saying, oh, we would have won the Super Bowl if we won the Minneapolis Miracle. Like, like, screw all of them. It was awesome to beat the Saints. So that's awesome. Well, now Doug got to win with the Saints, right? Yeah, I mean, he was true. what, Suck 0 and o and 2 or something like that? 0 and 3, yeah. maybe? Yeah, so, there we go. yeah, so it's going to be a very, very interesting week. And I'm very excited. I know we're going to talk 
obviously before then record before then but i'm super excited that our show next week is two full hours because it's going to be going to be a fun preview of that cardinals game it certainly will and uh we will be back later this week we'll do our preview pod our parks picks pod and, and like elliot said two full hours on sports radio wip on saturday one to three and then of course post game after eagles cardinals and maybe the magic keeps rolling, eh? Yep, here we go, man. Hey, it's what happens when a backup goes in. So look forward to the beginning of the playoff run with all you guys. We'll be back next week. He's Elliot and James. We'll talk to you guys later.